Good morning, everybody. My name is Tom Kay, and I'm the lead pastor here at Crossroads. Thanks, Matt, for that song, man. I love the lyrics of that song. I love the vibe of that song. It's so cool. I can't wait to hear um, more and more of it. You guys, we are starting a new teaching series this morning, and I had a couple, um, I don't know, I guess my brain works in, in funny ways sometimes, a couple of wacky thoughts that um, I think might help us, not wacky, maybe random, um, get us started down this, this road, this new teaching series. Um, it, one of these thoughts occurs to me kind of all over the place, but almost always as I'm driving south on the Merritt Parkway, coming out of the West Rocks Tunnel, and I start coming up that hill, um, and I start thinking to myself, man, I am so, so glad I'm in a car because I would hate to have to try to pedal up this hill on a bike. Um, I think it would probably, I, I don't think I could. I think I would have to get off and, and walk the bike up and um, just feels like impossible. But with that, that extra power, um, it literally, literally goes by in the blink of an eye. Another kind of random Fairfield County driving thought. Um, as we drive around, many of the, like Route 25, you look at the, um, the rocks on either side, it's clear that the highway was just kind of blasted through there. You can see the, like the drill marks and then where they dropped the explosives in there to, to get rid of all that stuff. Um, I can't imagine the task of saying, hey, here's a shovel, here's a pick, go, uh, go knock a highway through that rock. But with that extra power, um, the barriers of that rock just completely, completely blown away. And now there's a highway there. And as we start our new teaching series on the book of Acts, the book of Acts is a repeated series of barriers that are being broken through under the guidance and power of, of the Holy Spirit. And that's, um, that's what we're going to look at, this idea of breaking through barriers. The book of Acts is, um, is an amazing account of Jesus's first followers and believers and what they did and how they allowed the Holy Spirit's movement in them and and through them and what happened and our big idea for this morning is is this when god's people submit to the work of his holy spirit barriers are broken so we're gonna um we're gonna take a, a look at some of the like the facts just kind of the information around the book of acts and i'm going to give us a high level look at the entire book of acts through this idea of the holy spirit breaking through breaking through barriers so we're going to start just by reading the first couple verses of the book of Acts, this is verses one through three. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles that he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He, he appeared to them over a period of 40 days and he spoke about the kingdom of God. So. <clears throat> we're gonna um, we're gonna start with just some Acts facts. The book was written by a man named Luke, who also wrote the Gospel of Luke. The book of Acts is actually a continuation of what what he started, and it's addressed to someone named Theophilus. Now, scholars are kind of torn about who Theophilus is. Uh, it could be a specific individual, but it could also be you, you and me, in that the word Theophilus means lover of God. Uh, and it, the people involved in the book of Acts are Jesus's earliest followers, um, you know, Peter and James and John and those guys. And then th they think there was about 120 or so um, believers with Jesus in the period between his resurrection from the dead and his his ascension um, 
so we're looking at 120 people and there's some some names that are familiar in there like Peter and Paul and some less known names like Silas and Barnabas and Matthias that we're going to cover as we as we go through this. The next thing um, I'm going to go fast through this stuff through some of the facts, but these are these are important is the when really super intriguing fact about the book of Acts that is often like I, I miss it a lot when I read through it is that it covers a time span of 30 years. It starts around AD 30 and it wraps up the final chapters wrap up around 60. This is a little bit of an eye chart. I apologize, but we're going to go full screen with it. And as you see, the ascension in Acts 1, AD 30. And then this is roughly the first half of the book of Acts. And what's happening in this first half of the book of Acts is the barriers that are being broken are, are very much within that first group of, of believers. And they're, um, they're growing in number, they're growing in their character, they're growing in breadth and in depth, and they're laying the foundations for the rest of the church. And we're gonna stay full screen here. I love this next slide. This slide is so cool to me. Um, across the top, you have, those are uh, chapter references for the back half of the book of Acts. And then as you look, those numbers one, two, three, one, two, um, those are Paul, who's kind of the star of the second half of the book of Acts. Those are his missionary journeys, one, two, three, and then his visits to Rome in the years um, 60. That next line across there, that next row are the years. And then the second half of the book of Acts is all about the stories of the earliest churches being planted and started and the letters that were written to them. So hang with me here for a second. The New Testament is, there's um, the Gospels, the four stories of the three active years of Jesus' ministry. Then there's the book of Acts, which kind of serves as this bridge between the Gospels and the, the epistles or the, new the letters to the New Testament churches. So the action that we read about in Acts is what was going on as those churches were getting started in places like Galatia and Thessalonica and, um, and Corinth. So uh, we're, we're going to refer to this chart a lot in the second half of our time together on the book of Acts, but just super, super helpful. A lot of, lot of information there. Okay, the, the why. Um, it says in the verses that I read to you that Luke wanted to capture an orderly account. Luke was a, a doctor, so he's super, super into, uh, into details and facts and making sure he got stuff right. Create an orderly account of the things that Jesus began to do and to teach. And this wording is important because it, began, it doesn't say Jesus all that, all that he did. It says what he began. And if we fast forward to the end of the book of Acts, Acts chapter 28, we find Paul um, in, under house arrest in Rome, awaiting his trial before, um, before Caesar. And the story ends there. We don't, we don't read in the book of Acts what happens to Paul, what happens with his trial, if he gets to talk to Caesar. We know from history that Paul was martyred in Rome, but the, the book of Acts is just left open-ended. And scholars think that that was quite possibly on purpose because the book of Acts is still being written as the Holy Spirit breaks through barriers in you and, and in me. So there's a, a quick kind of, um, sorry, trying to get my slides to change here, uh, a quick kind of down and dirty of the, the facts of Acts. And it's just my, my hope and prayer for this time, you guys, is that as we study 
the first church and how it got started and um, the things that God did in and through the people that made up the first church, man, that we would just be inspired to commit to Jesus and his mission like never before and that we would be amazed at the barriers that get broken in us and the barriers that get broken through us. And that's how the rest of this, my time with you this morning is going to be, is we're going to look at the book of Acts through the lens of this idea of, of barriers. And uh, don't let that list scare you. It's going to go quick. I promise. I promise. Um, the first barrier that we recognize as we look at the book of Acts, right in chapter one, the resurrected Jesus is speaking to the disciples, right? These guys saw Jesus gruesomely killed. And now he's hanging out with them. He's teaching them. They're eating together. Jesus is giving them instructions. Jesus, risen from the dead, changed their lives, changed the course of history. As we go through the book of Acts, we see uh, Peter, who's kind of the star of the first half of the book. He raises uh, a woman from the dead. Second half of the book of Acts, Paul raises a young man named Eutychus from the dead. Um, kind of interesting, I guess. Paul had been preaching for so long that Eutychus was, fell asleep in the windowsill that he was sitting in and he fell out of the window. And Paul went and, and um, he died upon impact and Paul went and raised him from, from the dead. But death is a barrier that is not, um, we see the hard side of it, right? In, in Acts also, we see the martyrdom of James and, and Stephen. Those that barrier that death represents there was not a stopping point. It was not a brick wall to the movement of Jesus Christ. It was, it, it served as fuel for the next leg of the journey by the Holy Spirit. The martyrdoms of those two guys were catalysts for the movement of God. Um, the next barrier is geography. In, um, we're going to look at, this is Acts 1.8. Uh, this is Jesus giving directions to the disciples. And Leanne's going to talk more in depth about this next week. I, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. All right, quick map here. We're going to go full screen with this. The idea of ge geography as a barrier, it's a barrier in terms of uh, difference of culture and race and ethnicity, and also of distance. Jesus tells the disciples to go to Jerusalem. No problem. Home turf. Got it. Go to Judea. Okay. It's not home, but still our people. No problem. Go to Samaria. Hang on, Jesus. They don't like us. We don't like them. Not so sure about that. Go to the ends of the earth. Uh, do what now, Jesus? That the ends of the earth, um, they're going to encounter all kinds of people who are, who are different, um, and the, just the vast distance uh, that that would require. This movement, you see in the kind of the bottom right-hand corner of the screen, Jerusalem, that's where these guys are starting. And the story of Acts ends up in Rome, 1,400 miles away in Italy, over in the upper left-hand corner. The geographic barriers of, of distance and difference, um, again, they were not roadblocks, but the Holy Spirit used them and empowered the disciples to, uh, to, motor on, to motor on through them. The Holy Spirit actually makes his debut in the book of Acts um, by breaking through the barrier of, of language. In Acts chapter 2, the disciples are enabled to speak languages which are not their own, nor have they studied them. And through that, through that 
supernatural activity, uh, many, many people come to know who Jesus is and commit, commit their lives to them. The, the barrier of poverty. As people were coming to know Jesus, their lives were being transformed to such a significant extent that they were turning over every bit of themselves to the Lordship of Jesus. And that meant that they looked at their money differently and they looked at those who had less than them differently. Several times in the book of Acts, we read that um, everybody was together. There was no one, if those who were without, those who had gave so that no one was in need. They met together and no one was in need. The idea of persecution is uh, another theme that runs throughout the book of Acts. This, this could, you would think persecution, the, uh, the whole definition of persecution is that would be a barrier to the movement of Jesus. Jesus was persecuted to the death. The disciples throughout the book of Acts, the, all the apostles are persecuted. They're, they're taunted, they're harassed, they're beaten, they're flogged, they're thrown in prison, and some of them are, are martyred for their faith in Jesus. But again, this is not a roadblock to the movement of Jesus. The Holy Spirit powers through it and uses it as jet fuel. So interesting that in the book of Acts, the, the high points of persecution are the greatest points of leverage for the movement of God. You, this next one, you might think that's kind of strange, right? Religion. That religion would be a barrier. And let me explain it this way. So, in the book of Acts, I think there's 20, 20 different sermons uh, to all different kinds of groups of people. And in those sermons, many of them are a full recounting of the story of God's people from the beginning up until that moment where the disciples are, are giving, giving the sermons. And in those sermons, we learn that um, the people of God were the nation of Israel. But along the way, through God's covenants and his prophets, he was trying to communicate to the nation of Israel that this family of God is going to grow. And it's going to grow to include people from all kinds of backgrounds. And it's in Acts chapter 10 that we read that God speaks to Peter through a vision. And he says, Peter, it's time. We're going to start. Um, you are going to take the message of Jesus to the world. Paul is going to take the message of Jesus to the Gentiles, to the rest of the world. And bring, opening up the family of God to people of different backgrounds um, was not an easy thing, right? It, it, it presented itself as, as a barrier. And there was hostility and there was debate. But the disciples, under the guidance and leadership of the Holy Spirit, they made some great decisions and they brought all those people of all those different backgrounds together and they grew the family of God exponentially, exponentially. Last two here, the idea of nature as a barrier. In the book of Acts, we read about things like famine in Jerusalem. We, re we read about things like storms at sea, neither of which stop the movement of God, right? There's hardship. People go without food. People struggle. A boat is destroyed. Um, and people are shipwrecked on an island that they don't, that they don't know. But the Holy Spirit uses those, those items as catalysts to move the message of Jesus from Jerusalem around the Mediterranean world to get it to Rome. And that's where our list of, of barriers um, ends with this idea of empire. 
Jesus, the Bible tells us, is the Lord of Lords, but he was introduced into a world in which there was already a Lord. There was the Roman Empire, it was the superpower of the day, and it was ruled by Caesar, by an emperor. And one of the titles that he went by was Lord Caesar. The book of Acts ends with, um, with Paul in Rome, and the text says that he's there to stand trial. The subtext says that Paul is there to share Jesus with Caesar, right? To, to tell this, this guy who's thought to be a, a God, a divinity, that no, you're really not all that. Jesus is Lord of Lords. And it's under that the oppression and the persecution of the, of the Roman Empire that the movement of Jesus takes off and explodes. It explodes. Two other quick thoughts on um, the barriers presented in the book of Acts and this idea of, um, I guess I would call them more personal barriers, right? Peter, uh, Peter had definite thoughts. Peter was opinionated. He was outspoken. He was impulsive. He had definite thoughts on, the, on what God should do and how he should do it. And this was an issue that God kind of worked in through Peter. And actually, you see it throughout the course of the New Testament. This is something that Peter struggled with, disagreeing with God and kind of falling back into some old patterns and treating people of different religions differently. Um, but it was a barrier that God continued to, to work through in him so that God might do a work through him. And then finally, Paul. Um, uh, Paul, I think we can safely surmise, struggled with pride. And in Acts, we read how um, Jesus tells Paul and the people around him that he's going to have to suffer at, to learn the ways of, of Jesus. And one of the things we read later on in the New Testament is that um, one of the reasons Paul suffers is to keep his pride in check. So instead of pride being a barrier to Paul's work, it actually becomes, um, the, again, like I've been using this term, the fuel for the propulsion of the work of God. Instead of it being a catalyst, a barrier, it's, it's a catalyst. So those are the barriers that were faced by the, by the first church. And as we look at that, we can look at the book of Acts and we can see um, kind of two different things at work, right? There's this idea of the things in the book of Acts are prescriptive meaning that's how they did it, so that's how we should do it. And then there's also things in the book of Acts that are descriptive, meaning that's how it happened back then, but that's not necessarily how we should do it now. So as we look at that and trying to figure out which one is which and how to go about it, I would encourage you to look for, rather than prescriptive or descriptive, this idea of inspiration, right? That you would be inspired by what, the earliest believers and disciples did as a result of submitting themselves to the leadership of the Holy Spirit, to the guidance of the Holy Spirit, and how the Holy Spirit empowered them through barriers of all different kinds. And I just wanted to um, kind of quickly think about the idea that we there are barriers that we face that we face today, just like they did in the in the Book of Acts. And the first one is the barrier that all of that all of humanity face throughout time and it's this idea of this our separation from god that's the biggest barrier that we have our relationship with the god of the universe has been fractured by sin <clears throat> we are separated from him 
And we on our own are not capable of mending that relationship. We are not capable of breaking through that barrier. And so you might be with us this morning and you might have a feeling of uh, maybe it's a lack of purpose. Uh, maybe you feel isolated. Maybe you are um, anxious and scared. Maybe, maybe you're confused. Um, maybe some combination of those. But I, I would suggest to you that the fact that you are uh, listening to this right now and listening to me talk about this barrier that we all face, that that very well could be those feelings very well could be the God of the universe trying to get your attention and alert you to this barrier and say, hey, I have the solution for you. The solution is in Jesus. And it's not complicated. It's not hard. You acknowledge that um, whatever that is, right, that thing, that anxiety, that fear, that confusion. And you say, God, please, I want you to take the place that anxiety has in my life right now. I want you to take the place that fear has in my life right now. I want you to be the center of my life. When we invite Jesus into our life, the Holy Spirit enters into us and promises to never leave us or forsake us. That's how we defeat that primary barrier. We ask Jesus into our lives. He enters into our lives and does breaks through barriers that we never could on our own. That being said, following Jesus is not all, um, all unicorns and pixie dust. Um, just because we're following Jesus doesn't mean we're going to be problem free. If anything, the book of Acts tells us the exact opposite, that we're going to face hardship and trials of all, of all, different, of all different kinds. Um, for some of us, those hardships are physical. For some of us, those barriers today are relational. They're, they're emotional. Those barriers could be anything from heartbreak to uh, to a bad knee to a strained um, to a strained relationship, and those are the the barriers that we face today. Um, what is it? What are the what are the barriers that you are struggling with today? What are the things that the Holy Spirit might be knocking on the door of your heart, saying, "I want to power through that for you. I just need you to turn it over to me." What what is it that is keeping the power of God from doing his thing in you, breaking through barriers in you so he can work through you. And that's the, that's really the crux of the, the book of the, um, the crux of the book of Acts, you guys, is that the spirit did something in the disciples and then he did something through them. That's kind of like the, the thought that I want to leave you with. Your barriers are an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to break through, not just for you, but for those for those around you. Because we are, we are made in God's image. We are saved by the work of Jesus and we are empowered and indwelt by his, his Holy Spirit. And it's that same Holy Spirit that broke through barriers of all kinds in the book of Acts to create a movement around and devoted to the person of Jesus and sharing the kingdom of God and growing the kingdom of God. That same Holy Spirit can be, wants to be, and for many of us is at work in our lives so he could work through our lives and grow God's kingdom as he breaks through barriers. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the book of Acts. We thank you for the courage um, and the submission and surrender 
of people like Peter and Paul and James and John and Silas and Barnabas and Matthias. Um, God, we ask that you would use the coming weeks to inspire us, uh, to allow you to work in us and through us, that you would break those barriers, that we would just be amazed, amazed at what you do as we submit to your work in our lives. Lord Jesus, we love you and we thank you. Amen. Guys, I want to leave you with this, with this closing challenge. Um, Book of Acts is 28 chapters long. Try, here's a, here's a challenge for you, four chapters a day, right? That If you read four chapters a day between now and next Sunday when we're together, you will have read through the whole book of Acts. Give you a nice overview and try to do that a couple of times over the course of our study together. Read through the book in, in its entirety because there's so much, I mean, there's so many names, there's so many details, there's so much in there. Um, it would be super helpful to your understanding and to our the impact that the study of this book could have on us as a community. So there's your challenge for the week. You four chapters a day in uh, in the book of Acts. Ben and Brett are gonna close us up with one more song.